What's up, mamas? Welcome back to another episode of the Moms Breaking Chains podcast. Are you struggling in your parenting? That's what I want to talk about today because, mamas, you are not alone. This episode, I really, really want to touch on things that have really been helping me, some awarenesses I've been having because one of the misconceptions I think that people have is that because I talk about moms and us like overcoming things and moving forward, it does not mean that I have this parenting thing down. Like, I absolutely do not, you know, and um, and I've gotten better than where I was at. But I still want to say that you're not alone if you struggle in your parenting. So this episode's for you. I just want to give you some encouragement. If you are, if this is just a hard place for you and you just feel, you, you know, your spirit feels really heavy. I just want you to know you're not alone. So, yes, this episode is for you. Let's go ahead and get into it. Hello, Mama. Welcome to the Mom's Breaking Chains podcast. My name is Monica Alvarez. I'm a faithlet mom of two beautiful babies, engaged to my best friend, a woman in recovery, an empowerment coach, and a certified fitness trainer. In this podcast, you will find a place of empowerment, healing, and purpose work, all while partnering with God to help transform you into the woman you were always destined to become. I know that you are struggling to break the chains of addiction, abuse, and strongholds in your mindset and in your motherhood. You've gotten into recovery and you're wondering, What's next? What's my purpose? Well, mama, my mission is to help transform you mentally, spiritually, and physically so that you can become the woman that God has destined you to become. And I believe that the most important work that you can ever do is the work within yourself. You were called to be the chain breaker of your family. You were called to bring light for generations to come. So mama, if you are ready to get on this journey with me, grab a notebook and pen, fill up that cup of coffee, grab a box of tissues as we get ready to laugh and cry because your healing begins here. Let's get into today's show. Alrighty, happy Monday, ladies. And before we get started, I just want to take the time to read a review that was given and just something really encouraging. And I and I love when it really lights me up when I see people leave reviews and just hear even the messages, the things that people tell me that it's helping them. Like I'm just so grateful for you. And a huge milestone yesterday hit three months podcasting and we just surpassed a thousand downloads. We actually hit that a couple of days ago, but then um, I just barely, barely put the little badge out there on the podcast page. But I'm just so grateful. I'm so excited for the mission that God is God, God is using and positioning other moms and us to do because what we're doing is so important. We don't realize the generations that are going to be impacted because of the work that we do today. So mamas, I'm so proud of you. I just want you to know that it lights me up that you listen to this podcast, that you're, I mean, even if you're, it's just a few episodes are helping you. Like, I'm grateful for that. Thank you. Thank you for listening. So I want to go ahead and read this review that was written. It was a five-star review written by Tiff T. And it says, a healing podcast for sure. I woke up today and got a request. And then it led me to your podcast. And God heard my prayers. I have been needing this in my life. And I'm so grateful for this podcast. You're amazing, Monica. Thank you for making this and helping us mamas navigate life in recovery with faith 
based love and need for guidance thank you so much tiff for that beautiful review thank you thank you and again mamas if this show's impacting you in any way you've been a listener for now please go ahead and leave me a written review on apple Podcasts. that really helps to grow this show so that we can continue to impact other moms all over the world and also if you're looking for a community of other like-minded mamas you can go ahead and join our facebook community group the uh group link is listed below we also have a telegram chat room in case you're not on social media you can join in on our community there and uh let me see what else okay and that's it and you can check out momsbreakingchains.com if you're interested to see more of the mission that we're doing also to find all my social media links on there as well okay alrighty. so let's go ahead and get into today's episode i wanted to talk about encouragement for moms you know it's you know, it, it takes a lot, mamas, for us to just get clean and to, like, really clean up our lives and really make the decision that we deserve something better. I understand that just doing that alone can be a really, just making that decision alone that we deserve better is extremely hard. Now, when it comes to our children, whether you had your children in your active addiction or not, for example, me, I became a mother when I got into recovery. But see, the the mission behind my podcast and, and this with this podcast and why I felt passionate about speaking on mom's breaking chains is because I grew up dealing with seeing the dysfunctional home, the abuse, the the addiction, all the things in my family. And I saw where, you know, those decisions and all of that led me to like the belief systems that I had and where I started feeding into the brokenness and always wanting to fit in everywhere. And so I could I see the major role that my my childhood played in my life and the woman that I was started becoming. And so I'm just so grateful that, you know, I made the decision to turn my life around. And I'm so grateful that you made the decision to turn your life around, you know. And what's interesting is that, you know, becoming a mom, even though I became a mom, to about two years, three years into getting clean, it's been a challenge. It has been a challenge, like trying to do parenting and, you know, work on myself and change my thinking and become a different woman and, you know, basically unlearn all the things that I carried with me about parenting. Like, it's not to say that I learned all wrong, nothing like that, right? Because we're not necessarily given a manual on how to parent, right? Like, we're not told that we all can make different decisions for our children. There's no one cookie-cutter way to raise our kids, right? And what may work for your family may not work for mine. And the decisions I make for my children may not work for the decisions you make for your children, right? And, um, but see, uh, it's like we're not taught any of that, right? So... When it comes to the disciplining part, I know that this area has been a very big struggle for me. Like, I got butt whippings when I was little. And not like like my parents would beat me. Like, I got spankings, right? Like, when I would act up, um, I respected my parents. But by the time I started remembering how I respected my parents, I mean, the discipline and all of that was already instilled in me. Like, I just knew better, right? Not to act out or not say things and you know and a part of that too was like there was a lot of fear instilled in me I also saw how because of how the spankings and all that happened with me I saw how I carried over a lot of anxiety in my life like I I worried so much about people pleasing I was always so anxious like what is this person gonna think what are my parents gonna think like it was just always so like overwhelming right and again I'm not here to tell anybody what way is right, right? Like, everybody makes their decisions and how they parent, right? 
and whether that's spanking that whatever that is that you do like i just want you to know like i'm not here to judge condemn i'm just giving examples right and so uh, automatically right we're taught that we need to raise our kids the way our parents raised us or the way we saw or we thought we had to raise kids right and so i realized that when i started trying those things for my children like the intimidation the spankings and all that that just that didn't work for me and not work be like they didn't listen to what I say work as in like that just didn't fit my spirit well it doesn't fit my spirit well right um I know that today like I don't want to instill those things in my kids right like I know if I don't want my child hitting why would I hit my child you know or like I I don't want to intimidate my son or my daughter like I don't want them to be anxious and scared and feeling timid or feeling like they can't come to me and talk to me because they're going to get disciplined you know like it's it's really trying to shape and learn how can I do something different than what I was taught right so when I'm talking about breaking chains like I'm talking about all aspects right like not just in parenting alone or just as a woman or a mom like in all areas right like what are we instilling differently that could be a decision you're making about their health that could be a decision you're making about their schooling that could be a decision you're making about um enforcing disciplines in your home right that could be decisions about what route you're gonna go in you know in any way and what they're learning anything right like you picking the type of things you want to do for them and so i know today that like Everything that I'm doing with my child, with with our children, um, is nothing that was done for me growing up, right? And it's not to say that my way is better, because I don't, you know, it's just a way that's instilled in us. For, like, it's a way that's been working, that we're trying to see if it's going to work for me and, you know, me and my fiance. Like, does it work for our family? Do we like it? You know, and, and, um, and I'm okay with that. I'm open-minded to trying. But see, some of the things that I still struggle with is like the disciplining part, right? Like timeouts don't work. Spankings never worked, right? Uh, so what do I do different, right? Like intimidation. I don't want to be that person, right? Don't get me wrong. I lose my temper. I'll, I'll throw a tantrum myself. I'll, you know, I'll raise my voice at my kids and I feel like crap after. And then I have to kneel down and apologize and amend my behavior. And I make those decisions to do those things, right? Because I want our children to respect me and know that they're respected and, va- and valued. Like, I don't want them to feel like mommy can yell at them and scream at them. And then I don't have to amend my behavior. No, like they're important to me. They, they mean the world to me. I want them to know that I fall short too, you know, because I do. I don't intentionally wake up and be like, and none of you, right? Like even you listening on the other end, you don't just wake up today and be like, I think I'm going to just scream at my kids today, right? I'm going to lose my temper and be impatient. Like we don't plan those things. As a matter of fact, we try to set ourselves up for something different. Like I I know that if I want to be a better mom and I want to do better things, there's disciplines I need to have in my own personal routine so that I can be a better mom for my children, you know? And the truth is, like, I fall short of those, and I see how it lacks in my parenting. So let me give you an example. I already know that I cannot wake up at the same time that my children do. That doesn't work for me. We cannot wake up at the same time, because when mommy wakes up, mommy needs her quiet time. Mama needs her caffeine. She needs to, you know, do what she does. Either I get in the word, I read some recovery, I do some journaling. If I had a dream, I'll, I'll log my dream down. I'll try to pray. I do like these Bible app um, plans that are like kind of helping me just like in my personal growth. I do things like that. You know, I'll, I'll look in my planner. I'll check an email, whatever. Right. 
I try to do something like getting away from like, like just trying to get myself connected with myself for the day. Now, when, by the time I do that, and let's say if I even wake up 30 minutes earlier than my kids and I start on that routine, I'm already in a, a, a few steps ahead and I'm, I'm already mentally and spiritually getting in a better mood and getting myself prepared so that when my kids wake up, because majority of the time they wake up grumpy, right? Um, sometimes my son doesn't always wake up in a good mood. He's the one that's like really like presses my buttons, you know? And then my daughter likes to throw her food on the floor, whatever, right? Whatever happens in the morning, let's just say when I do my morning routine, I feel like I'm spiritually and mentally prepared for what's to come, right? Because being a stay-at-home mom is tough. And I, I know you understand, even if you work, if you work mamas and you get your kids ready for school, I can't even imagine, right? It must be crazy, like trying to wake your kid up, like all that stuff. So um, my kids aren't on a schedule where I wake them up, but they do wake up at the same time almost every day. So I know to wake up, have their breakfast. But see, if I'm waking up at the same time as them, I wake up grumpy sometimes, you know, and not grumpy because I'm ungrateful. I'm just that sleepy, grouchy, like sometimes, you know. So that's why I need that time to like wake up, kind of refresh my thinking and like get aligned, get some caffeine, start feeling good, drink some water, whatever. Right. And um, that way I can be better for when my kids wake up. Right. Because. See, we're all waking up at the same time. We're all grumpy. Guess what? I'm already off the back. Sometimes I'll wake up. My son will start yelling. He's upset with me or whatever he's doing. He throws himself on the floor. And I've already, the lid's already blowing off of my, uh, of you know, the lid's already blowing off and I'm upset. And I'm like, oh, so I already see how the day's already getting started with that mindset of like frustrated, right? Um, it's easy to get into a lack of gratitude when you're in that state because you wake up your kids yelling they're throwing tantrums like your mind doesn't shift to like the gratitude and waking up and having your children right versus when I wake up and I do my routine and I'm journaling and I'm writing all these beautiful things and, I, and I'm in the word and I'm praying and I'm aligned and then I write that gratitude list and then I wake up and my kids are acting crazy like guess what I'm in gratitude because this is part of the process. Like part of the process is me being able to be grateful that I can be a parent and suit up and show up for our children, right? That I get to be home, that I get to work from home, that I get to do these things with our children and I get to be there to watch them grow, right? Like that's the difference in my mindset versus I wake up grumpy, kids throwing the tantrum, mom's throwing the tantrum. Now we're all in a bad mood, right? So you see how it like the domino effect can go one way or it can go the other, right? And so I understand today, like, I got to do those things in order for me to have a productive day, not just for myself, but for my children, right? So I can align things better. And so I, I did back off. So real quick, some of like the routine, like I'm, I'm working on trying to get a better routine for our children because I, I hear, right? <laughs> this is what I hear. I hear that kids thrive on routine, right? But I haven't necessarily given it a try. I will say that my son does really well. Um, those of you that are new to my podcast, I don't know if you, I mentioned, but we homeschool our children, you know, so I get to be home with our children. We have a three and a one, or about, a, about a before, and then we have a one-year-old that's going to be two very soon. So we have two littles, and, like, my son is very into his, like, he, they love their ABCs, their blocks. They love nursery music, all that stuff. So I play that stuff for them on YouTube. It's always educational stuff. And they love to sing. Like, that's just their thing. So I'll set up music for them in the morning so they can kind of get their mood, you know, their their spirits up. But one thing that I learned is, like, through the routine with my son, it, it doesn't... <laughs> I haven't given it a hundred percent commitment, so I can't say it does not work. But let me just say, on the days that I have like did something consistently with him, 
he's kind of the type that likes to like kind of be all over the place you know what i mean like if i put something on in front of him he kind of will not do what it's intended for and so i'll try to teach him i'll try to show him and he's just kind of like this free bird like he just he's just himself he's very he's unique in a in a in a very like good way because he's just like I could tell he's his own person like if all the kids are doing something he's not the type to go over there and want to be a part of it he's like if he doesn't like what they're doing he's gonna go do his own thing and that's just how he is right and so if he doesn't like the way I'm using something for something he's not gonna use it for that he's gonna use it on what he finds best for right so like I could give him counting bears and we could be doing color coordinating or we could try to be doing math well, no, he wants to line them up. He wants to do different stuff with them, right? And so I just let him. I let him kind of take the lead on what he wants to do with those things. And that's been working. Like, our son's been thriving in that kind of environment. Like, the stuff that he's known versus my daughter, she's on a set routine with her nap. Uh, she wakes up at the same time. She goes to sleep almost about the same time. She's very, very routine, like, on top of things, right? And we try to give them both the same structure and uh but he's just a little more like i said a little more out there she's more like on top of it we already kind of know when she's gonna go to bed uh and so learning right learning the styles of our children so i want to encourage you like if you're still trying to figure things out like let's say you're like okay first off i would probably recommend that you start with that morning routine right give yourself that break and that grace to like give yourself a little bit even if it's 20 minutes earlier than the kids like try to wake up before them so that you don't have to be in that mood because a lot of the times like our mindset and everything is going to shift the way, um, affect the way our whole day starts. Okay. And then try to find out what works for your kids. Like also, um, my point, this is why now I'm going to go back. So the whole point while I was talking about the whole homeschool routine is that I'm learning about like, so we chose homeschooling, right? Again, in my other episodes, you'll hear that I've made, you know, we've made that decision for our children. We're not, saying everything's set in stone right and uh and everybody has the reasons why some people did it for covid some people did it for whatever right we necessarily didn't do it for those reasons we did it because it was on our heart and we decided to do that now we're open to change it, we're open to the fact that if we see he's not doing well in homeschooling or i can't provide him for what he needs either one we're going to try to get that help and maybe get some more homeschooling support whatever or we'll put him in public school right like we're not I'm not closed-minded to the fact that he may need that later. He might, might not. I don't know, right? But all I can say is right now, we know that our son is thriving for the age he is and he's enjoying his learning process and things like that. Now, another thing I learned about him is he does not like workbook stuff. So last year, I purchased him a, uh, this was in August, the beginning of this school year. Uh, when I started the homeschooling, I had gotten him a workbook, like a homeschool workbook, so I can it can guide me through it. So when I try to teach him through the workbook, he does not like it. That's not his thing. But when I teach him the exact same material that's in that book and I teach him through hands-on, like through blocks, or I teach him through like writing stuff on a whiteboard or letting him point at his posters, like he nails it. He knows exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, I also do toddler busy books, like the Velcro books where they match the numbers the letters things like that he thrives on those kind of things so another thing mamas is like you know getting away from the fact that all our kids are the same like i know that society doctors teachers like you know and if you're a doctor and a teacher i you know this is no offense to what you're saying or doing right i understand that there's, there's protocol to this but a lot of the times we're putting our kids on this milestone chart. We're putting our kids on, oh my God, our kid needs to know this and our kid needs to know this before this grade and this grade and this grade. And I'm learning that 
our kids all thrive differently. Like if I base my son on learning through a workbook and he wasn't getting it, um, what am I going to do? Am I just going to give up and be like, oh, no, my son just doesn't know how to learn this. Like I, I had to learn a different way. Right. Like my son started thriving in a different way, which was hands on. He needs to be touching things. He needs to be like interacting, matching seen the whiteboard he likes to like you know he likes when I help him trace letters and I read to him he learns through books through nursery rhymes like music it he's you know if I base it on just one set way not to say my ways right because my daughter may be a workbook learner you know my daughter may be the type that can learn through sitting down and just being on a workbook and teaching her things through paper my son doesn't learn that way so learning what how your child thrives that's very important I think it's very important how your child thrives and even if you think so for the longest time I thought our son was behind I was like so adamant because the milestone chart said this and this and I was like oh my god my son's behind he doesn't know this because he's not saying 50 words he's only saying 30 something words right before he was this age and it was so discouraging because I was hearing other babies talk and then I would hear some that won't like my daughter started saying 50 words since she was like before she even turned 18 months she talks a lot you know my son on the other hand didn't start talking till he was closer to three now he doesn't stop talking (laughs) but see you see the difference like I can't compare that my daughter's gonna hit this chart my son this they're both thriving in their own in, in their own way right they thrive in different ways and same thing so if my two children are thriving differently imagine a whole classroom imagine all your like if you have multiple children they're all gonna thrive differently right And so that's why I think that it's important because I get it. If you have to send your kid to public school, which is totally understandable, maybe try to find a way at home how you can help your child to thrive. Right. Or um, if you're if you do homeschooling, right, like maybe find a way which which styles help for your kids. There's different ways. There's all I don't even know what the style is that I I use, but I do. I do use some certain curriculums and stuff. And um, and my son just doesn't thrive on it. So I have to be creative in what I do. Right. And so learning that as a parent, I get to learn and I get to learn beside my child, but not even just through homeschooling. I'm talking about learning like, okay, this form of discipline didn't work for my child. Timeouts don't work. What works? Right. So this is the part I want to get to. I had been trying and trying, right, to buy different. And and I'm a big book reader. So I was buying different books. I was trying to diagnose like. And not necessarily find a diagnosis for my son, but I was trying to figure out what's wrong with my kid, right? Like, why did, why is he so hyper? Why doesn't he listen to me? Why is he all over the place? Why doesn't he do what the things are intended for, right? Like, my mind wants to take me there. So I started reading all these different books, right? Some The first few books I came across, and I'm not going to mention them because I don't want to, you know, I, I'm not trying to bash any books. But I will say that the first few books I came across are all about trying to diagnose your kid, right? Your kid can have this, 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 and that, 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 and whatever, right? Which wasn't very of interest to me because I want to know, like, I don't, I'm not trying to treat the symptoms. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get to the root, right? What can I do differently? So then I read another, a few other books, right? I got some on positive disciplining, trying to learn how I can be a better parent and, uh, and what can I do? Because I, I feel like I get impatient so fast and I feel like this, this, right? And then um, I come across this book. This one, I will say the name because I want you to read it. And I put this on my post and I know that I came up. I think I mentioned this in an episode. This book is called Love Centered Parenting and it's by Crystal Payne. P-A-I-N-E. So again, it's Love Centered Parenting by Crystal Payne. 
Oh my gosh, guys. Game changer. Like, it was just amazing. And the difference with this book was it was worried less on how the child was behaving and more on how the parent was behaving. <laughs> Check that out, right? Same thing like recovery, right? It talks about how we can't put the focus on what everybody else is doing, but how can we change ourselves? We may not be able to change the person, but how can we change us? This book focused on stop trying to change your child and try to focus on how can I parent better, right? Because a lot of the times we think that our way is, you know, and again, there's nothing wrong with it, right? But let me speak for myself. If I intimidate my child, if my child respects me, and, you know, fears me, they're going to have this healthy fear, right? That mama's boss, right? And that they got to listen to me and that this, but, you know, at the end of the day, I'm also, I got to remember that when that child starts to grow up, am I raising this child to be a people pleaser? Am I raising this child to be afraid of me and authority? And so they're going to act rebellious to me. They're going to do sneaky things behind my back. Like what kind of a relationship do I want to have with my child is what I think. Because I don't compare my parenting to anybody else. But what I do think about is how I was as a teenager. Because my parents were so strict. And, you know, they enforced this and this on me. Which I know they were doing it because they loved me. And they thought they were protecting me more. And to some extent they were, right? But I realized that the minute I was able to get away from them. I, I went berserk, you know, I was, I was using, I was skipping, I was lying, I was all this crap, right? And, uh, and so I started thinking about my own life as a mom being a parent, and I'm like, how can I instill different things to my children? How can they gain my trust so they don't have to do these sneaky things, so they can come talk to me and confidence? What can I do to help them be better, right? And so this book talks about love-centered parenting. It's teaching you how to walk beside your child, Love them through their processes and stop trying to overcorrect and overprotect your children, right? When we start understanding that our children are already in the care of, right? God has been taking care of us all our life. Like, we got to remember that, yes, while we want to protect them and we want to put our hands in them, like, we, there's going to be a time where we're going to have to let them grow up, right? They're going to leave the, the nest, mamas. Like, I don't even want to think about that because my babies are so little, but there's going to come a time. So everything I do today, I try to think, how is this going to make my babies better human beings in the future? How am I going to raise a, 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 a strong, confident young man? And how am I going to raise a strong and confident young lady, right? What can I do different today in these early stages to build that trust and confidence so they know they can come to their mom, not as a dictator, but as like a support that they can trust and they can talk to me. So love-centered parenting really shifted it. And it talks about seeing our children the way God sees us. Like if only we could see our children in those eyes, we would never like because it, 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 it can also see it can also show us how our lenses about God are still distorted right we're still viewing God as this punisher and I know I fall there too you know I'm talking about the way I see things like I treat my like if I knew better I would do better and so I'm trying to do better and uh but I I fall short you know I fall short like all of a sudden it's like I I don't think before I react and then next thing you know I'm there kneeling down to apologize to my child for yelling at him and being upset and being angry and like and to me it's like if I can just learn from every experience how can I be better next time can I pause before I overreact can I pause before I get over anxious or overprotective or overcorrective what can I do different to help my child thrive right so this book was teaching about that, seeing other, seeing 
our children through the lenses that God sees us. But first, you got to change your lenses about the way God sees you so that you can change your lenses about the way you see your children. See, and that was the game changer for me. It's like, wow, if I say God is so good and loving, why do I still view him this way? Why do I still view my children in a way that God never even sees me, right? So when we start to see that and align ourselves with that kind of thinking, we're going to start to see our children differently, right? And this book really helped me. It was perfect timing. It was talking about situations that helped them to be a better parent, to help their children make decisions, to not be that parent that's always scared and in fear of what's going to happen. Because yes, as a mom, like I don't think I've ever had so much worry and anxiety than being a mom, right? But I've also never had as much faith as I've had today by being a mom. So I know that parenting has stretched me, but it's also allowed me to grow, right? It stretched me in a good way, and it stretched me in a way where like I see all the ways that I act crazy and that I can overreact with my kids, but it allows me to see that there's so much room for growth and that I can be a better mother, right? That I want to be a better mother because I do. I truly do. You know, I wouldn't be sharing this stuff with you. I wouldn't even be doing this podcast if I didn't feel there was such a mission for moms and us breaking the chains, but it starts with the awareness, right? Again, it's not to condemn your parenting because I'm still figuring this thing out too, right? And I don't want nobody to judge me for my parenting for for thinking I'm doing it right or wrong. I know that we make decisions for our children today because it's what aligns with us and our belief systems. Not because I think it's wrong and every parent that raises their kid a certain way is wrong. Not because of that. I'm open-minded that the fact that if I ever had to go that route for some things, I'd be open-minded to it, you know? And so I learned better today to not criticize any other person's way of parenting, no other person's way of their upbringing, like, you know, everybody has their process. And if it's not working for you, just know you can always change it. You know, my parenting looks different than just when my daughter turned one. She's almost going to be two. My parenting even looks different than just a few months ago. Right. Trying to instill things different. Stop trying to overcorrect my child for acting this and doing this. Right. And you may have older ones. I don't have experience yet. Right. So I'm not going to give advice on something I have no idea about. But all I know is that I, 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 all I wish is that my child, when they get older, they know that they can come to their mom and their father and they can talk to us and they can confide in us, you know? And so how am I aligning that for our children? How am I setting them up for the future that I hope and desire that they want to go and uh, what's the word? Oh my gosh. That they want to pursue, right? Like if they want to be an entrepreneur, how can I guide them in that route? If they want to be a doctor, how can I guide them in that route, right? They want to be a lawyer. They want to, you know, go whatever they want to do. Like, I got to understand that the decisions that they make is not a like, I, I, I got to understand. And I, sh I talk about this in another episode. What are we going to do when our kids decide if we think that we're raising them one way and they decide to go astray? What are we going to do differently? Are we going to love on them and pray for them? Are we going to continue to judge them and condemn them for not doing what we think they should be doing? You know, so I really hope that I can instill things in our children, teach them some, you know, some good principles and some good qualities that they can have and possess in their life so that they can be a better person growing up, you know, but it starts right now and it starts with the awareness. So for me, I know that I'm aware that I need to practice more patience. I need to. Stop being so overcorrective and overprotective. What can I do different? How can I allow this process of homeschooling to be a little more independent versus, you know, trying to like use it in a way because we're not using it for a fear method, right? We're not using it to like, I think there's a huge misconception about homeschool children not being sociable. And that is far from the truth. 
check out my you you haven't seen our children then if you think that <laughs> our, our children will bust that myth real quick right our, our kids are super sociable like they talk to people all ages my daughter wants to high five and hug everybody and my son likes to say hello and how are you doing and he talks to adults and kids and he's very like out there you know so we're so grateful for that, you know, because um, they see us, how we approach people. We look at people in the eyes. We acknowledge people. And that's the kind of things I want to instill in our children is like that they can love people no matter where they're at, no matter how different they may look from them, no matter if they're not the same gender, whatever it is, right? I want them to know that they can love anybody at any time, right? Um, and, and that's just the heart that we want to instill in our children is the love that we felt God has poured in us. So I hope that these help encourage you, mamas, because, and check out that book because that was such a game changer. It really allowed me to learn to walk by my child and not dictate our child, right? So I'm learning. I'm still learning. And so I hope that next time I come around from this, I can share some more progress with you because I am doing this thing with you side by side. So if you're not a part of our community, come join uh, the Facebook community. I, I want to be able to help and encourage you in there and like really pour into you if this is an area you're struggling with or it or maybe you're struggling with something within yourself that's affecting your motherhood and your parenting. Like in other words, it's going to start with us, right? Like the way we're going to view and see everything down to our parenting, our relationships, our jobs, everything is going to be based on the lens that we, we're seeing from, right? So it's about changing that lens first, about aligning it with what, what uh, getting rid of those old belief systems that have not been serving us up to this point, right? So anyways, I hope this helps you, mamas. I, I just love all of you. Thank you again for being on this journey with me and just like allowing me to pour into you and y'all listening and and you know sharing the episodes and everything just really means the world to me so thank you so much y'all have a wonderful and blessed day mamas bye bye thank you so much mama for listening to today's episode if this show impacted you in any way or touched your spirit, it would mean the world to me if you can head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a written review. Not only does it bring me so much joy to see how it's impacting you, but it helps to grow the show so that we can continue to spread this message to moms all over the world. Thank you so much again for helping me grow this mission. God bless you, Mama. Bye-bye. Happy day. I love you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.